0: sounds so different. It's almost hard for me to listen to this like cringeworthy, but I can close my eyes and literally remember hitting record for that first episode. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. Episode 400. 400. How is that number possible? The Gold Digger podcast launched as a labor of love mixed with lots of hard work topped with the magic and kindness of each and every guest who volunteered their time to be part of my big podcasting dream truly have to pinch myself reflecting back on the guests I've had the pleasure of sharing this platform with and the topics I've had the opportunity to dig into with you and for you. When Kylie suggested revisiting episode one of the podcast and updating it for episode 400, I honestly cringed. Not because I don't stand behind the content, because I definitely do, but rather no matter how many episodes I have under my belt, I still get all sweaty and anxious when I have to listen to my own voice but I agreed because I think it'll be not only fun to look back on how this whole show started, but I'm also excited to share how my view on some of the biggest topics I teach on have shifted since I launched as a 28-year-old entrepreneur a few years into our online business with bright eyes on the future. My views and teachings on topics like legacy, social media, privacy, authenticity, and more have evolved in the last four years, and I wanna share all of that with you inside of this episode. So are you ready to hop into a time? Time machine back to November 18th, 2016? Here we go. Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Gold Digger. Small businesses have unique needs and despite the current uncertainty, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. For $50 off, visit linkedin.com slash Gold Thanks to Thuma for supporting Gold Digger. Thuma makes the perfect modern platform bed frame designed for how you live. Go to thuma.com/slash gold digger to get free shipping on your order of V-Bed by Thuma for a limited time. Hi everyone, it is Jenna Kutcher and I am so excited about today. Today I am launching my new dream, the Gold Digger podcast, and it has been something that has been on my mind and my heart for a very long time. Now, a few years back, my brother told me, man, you should just start a podcast. And I kind of laughed at him because I said, well, what do I have to say? But over the last few years, I've realized I have a heck of a lot to say. So in case you don't know who I am, I am Jenna Kutcher. I'm 28 years old, and I live in a small town in Wisconsin. Five years ago, I left my windowless office in the corporate world to become a photographer, something I had zero experience or schooling in. I had a $300 camera from Craigslist and a dream, and I have chased that dream with reckless abandon over the last five years. I have grown a following online by keeping it real. I love to educate entrepreneurs on how to leverage social media to further their businesses and to grow and support sustainable, authentic, and organic businesses. And I am just so excited to keep it real on this podcast and hang out with you every week. So imagine this, that we are at a coffee shop sitting side by side and talking about life and business and all the good things that happen in between and it's just going to be a blast. Welcome to Gold Digger. This is the maiden voyage. And man, I am just so excited today to talk to you about my favorite subject and the subject I get asked to speak about all over the world. And that is on keeping it real on social media. I have to admit, I literally avoided hitting play on these sound bites. I was so nervous to listen to myself from the very beginning. Like, if I could have, I would have avoided listening to them at all. But since this episode required it, here I am. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my voice sounds so different. It's almost hard for me to listen to this, like, cringeworthy. But I can close my eyes and literally remember hitting record for that first episode But at the same time, I'm so proud that I just did it. Like, even though it sounds different, when I hit play, I was like, oh, there she is. That was that version of me. I mean, it's pretty obvious that beyond my voice being different, the delivery is different. The quality is different. So I think it's fair to say a lot of things have changed on that front. But I laugh when I think of recording these first episodes of the show. Let me just say you 100% do not need to have a studio or even a professional microphone to simply start. All I had was my iPhone headphones and a lot of nerves. Like I'm pretty sure I recorded this first episode in my car parked in the garage so that Drew wouldn't hear me. Like I didn't want him to hear me as a podcast host. I was so nervous and the dogs, they would bark and I just had all of the excuses. So I went into the garage, didn't say a word and hit record. And while my dogs still 100% bark at the most inopportune times, I'm so thankful that we've changed a few things up since episode number one. Now, since that episode, I've learned So much about podcasting. I mean, I made a course on this topic because I made so many mistakes, but I can hands down say that starting my podcast changed the trajectory of my business and it helped me to extend my brand in a way that I couldn't with social media alone. I wish I could go back and hug myself and remind myself, Jenna, nothing is permanent. Like when I started, I remember I was so worried about things like the flow of the show, the intro, the logo, the format, like all of those things. That was what held me up from wanting to begin. And guess what? They've all totally evolved over time. My intro, it's changed three times over the years. The format has shifted. The publishing schedule has evolved. It's grown as I grew. And it's such a solid reminder to all of us that you don't have to have it all figured out from the beginning. Like no one ever does, but nothing is permanent. And as the host of a show, you are allowed to grow and evolve and try new things. And that's what makes it fun and exciting. I mean, when I first started my show, I barely ever told people about it. Like I was just so nervous that they would seek it out and listen. But now it's generally how I lead and explain what I do and how I serve the world. And it's allowed me to not only show up each and every week teaching and sharing what I'm learning or what I've learned, but my favorite, favorite part is getting to interview incredible women that I admire and love and can learn from. Like having an excuse to reach out to your heroes and getting the chance to connect and have a conversation that thousands of people get to listen in on. It's the best. Speaking of conversation, I've always wanted this show to feel like we're just sitting down together and talking about business and life. But I feel like listening back to this to the very beginning, I was in such a different place in my career and in my life. Like, I definitely was more relatable in the middle days, that in between, while I was still growing my photography business, still a service based business, and doing this education thing as a side hustle. And so much has changed since then. It's funny, but if you think about 400 episodes, that's a lot of airtime. That's a lot of information to share, a lot of topics to cover, and I'm astonished that I haven't run out of things to talk about. You never really start a project like this thinking years down the road on how you'll still be sharing and showing up. I remember about two years into the show, I switched to having more scripted solo shows, mainly to just keep me on track so that I could live up to the mission of sharing tactical and applicable information without the fluff. And let me tell you guys, like mom brain played a huge part in that decision because I just wanted to make sure I didn't go off on weird tangents or tell the same stories over and over again. Now, I think we're still trying to find the perfect balance of bullet points and delivery on the tips and tricks. And while I sincerely hope it feels like you're just hanging out with your girl, Jenna, I can definitely see and feel the growth and change that has happened since this show launched. Also, funnily enough, Whenever I have to explain podcasting to my beloved grandparents, I usually tell them it's kind of like a radio show mixed with a sermon where you get to the point and you leave feeling charged, and they totally understand that. They've even listened to an episode or two when they're with me, and they are just so proud. On to clip number two. Let's flash back to the beginning. So in case you want to know how to get to your next 10,000 followers on Instagram or grow your Facebook audience, I'm actually not going to tell you that today because social media is so much more than marketing. Here's the truth. There are no secret formulas. There isn't a one size fits all plan to business, to life, to social media, to anything. The secret sauce comes in being free to be who you are and in owning your story. So let me explain a little bit. Social media to me is marketing. Yes, I love business. It's marketing. I understand that. But it is also the legacy that I am writing day in and day out. Social media can be a key player in our marketing strategies, but it can also be a tool that we use to share our own personal stories, not just our client stories, but our personal stories, the ones that we are living day in and day out. So I want to explain why I think our legacies matter. And this is going to provide a really excellent foundation for the Gold Digger podcast, because I truly believe that within those mundane moments of our lives, we are weaving the story about who we are and who we have become. Now, a few years ago, we lost a very dear friend to us. He was the best man in our wedding, Drew's best friend since grade school, and he died tragically in a car accident. And I, at the time, was so in that hustle mode of business. And when we lost Jerry, it just didn't feel real. It didn't seem real. We were at that invincible stage of our marriage and our lives, and we were young and healthy. And it was such a shock to us and to everyone. And what I realized was that when I had days where I missed Jerry or I just wanted to hear his voice or see the things that he did, he was the funniest guy ever. I would go over to his Facebook page or hop on his Twitter, look at his Instagram, and those were the tools that I was using to feel reconnected and closer to him. And what I realized was that nowadays we don't necessarily take pen to a paper as often as we used to. We probably don't journal or have diaries like we used to, but we use things like blogging and Instagram and Facebook to tell our stories. And whether or not we're recognizing that we're doing that day in and day out, we are. And so to me, social media shifted in my mind and made me realize, yes, this is marketing. Sure. But it is also what I'm going to look back on 10 years from now and say that is exactly where I was in that phase of life. And so I have chosen an approach to social media of not just sharing the good and the pretty and the perfect, but in sharing the real and the raw and the authentic of our lives. And guys, we can all admit authentic is so overly used these days. We always joke in our family, hashtag authentic when it's not actually real. But what I really, truly believe is that at the core of the word authentic needs to be this honesty. And I think that on social media, honesty is lacking so much these days because we're so caught up in the beauty and the pretty and the perfect that we forget what the real even looks like anymore. Do I still view social media as our legacy? I smile here because I 100% still view it as a way to share our stories and leave our legacies. That has never changed for me. I think it's kind of like our modern day journal and the way that we share what we're up to and what life looks like. And I feel this even more so when a reminder will pop up from a post from a year or even 10 years ago and I'm transported to an entirely different time. It's like this virtual scrapbook that allows us to share and connect and document. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely shown it more online than I have in the pretty journals that I buy, but never seem to fill out. Now, legacy fits into my business today in different ways. When I think about our lives, when I hit record on that first episode, we were in such a different stage. We hadn't experienced our two miscarriages, birthed my daughter, spent time in Hawaii, moved back to Minnesota. Like life was so different. And I feel a greater charge to make sure I'm not just documenting, but living my legacy out loud. It's more than just a pretty photo album and a few key stories. It's the day-to-day moments. I had a Zoom call earlier today for a work project, and it was honestly a big challenge to coordinate it. I was super apologetic and felt awful. I had just taken a week off, logged off to be with my family, so it kept getting pushed. And then when they wanted to book it, it was during the glorious window of the few hours I get after work with Coco when I get to go on that walk with her and feed her dinner and bathe her and snuggle her before bed. And I just refused to give up that time because that time to me is my legacy. I let them know that I could make any other time work, but I wanted to fiercely protect that time with Coco. And when I got on the call with them, the women said how much they respected me and that they were inspired to create better boundaries around their family and work time. Now, I can talk about it all that I want to, but it's more of a charge to actually live it out. Like when I was a wedding photographer, I always talked about how I wanted my couples to plan a marriage more beautiful than their wedding. And now as a digital marketer, I want to encourage my students and peers to live a life even more beautiful offline than the pretty shiny squares you share online. For me, I've been focusing on just documenting the everyday life more, the unstaged, uncurated, unclean, non-styled stuff. Like I can 100% admit that it is easy to lose yourself in the minimal, beautiful styled stuff that you see online, but I don't want to remember just standing by a wall in an outfit that I only wear once or twice. I want to remember those moments that just naturally unfold. So I've been challenging myself to keep my camera out more and just shoot some of those little in-between moments that will become the real memories. I've also written letters to Coco from the day I found out I was pregnant. I started a Word document and every month I just add a little note to it. It's like 40 pages now, but I love reading back through my journey to meeting her and what life has been like since she arrived. And I hope that she will cherish it someday. Like those are the things I hold close to my heart. No one ever sees them. They're not shared publicly and I plan to keep it that way. I feel like the word legacy in and of itself is also transformed for me in the sense of what I hope to bring to the world. I want women to see that they can be both an amazing mom, if that's a desire, and have a successful career. And I want them to see that if they want it, they can live a life that is enriched by their passions and that they can make a living while having a life. That, I feel, is the legacy that I want my work to be. When you think about your bed, I'm guessing you have visions of cozy blankets and the perfect not-too-firm, not-too-soft mattress and a pillow that's always cool and supportive throughout a long, restful night's sleep. But have you given much thought to the actual bed frame that your bed is sitting on right now? Thuma has spent years and thousands of hours creating the perfect platform bed frame for modern living. It's supported for your mattress, breathable, and made to naturally minimize noise. The bed by Thuma is shipped directly to your door and within five minutes or so with no tools, you can have it set up. Each bed is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled walnut-colored wood for a beautiful, minimalistic design. It's great for tight spaces. There's nine inches between the bed and the floor, leaving extra storage room to put your things. You can also count on having a lifetime warranty with your purchase of the bed. To top it all off, Thuma doesn't just talk the talk about being eco-friendly. They work with One Tree Planted to plant one tree for every bed frame sold. The bed is Green Guard certified, which means a cleaner, and healthier home. Upgrade your space with the bed by Thuma. Go to thuma.co slash gold digger to get free shipping on your order right now for a limited time. That's T-H-U-M-A.co slash gold digger to get the bed by Thuma shipped right to your door for free. Minnesota is showing off her beauty with all of these changing leaves. So much is changing and evolving right now. What about your business? Are your needs evolving too? Despite the current uncertainty, having the right people on your team is like being wrapped up in your coziest cable knit sweater. That's truly how it feels with my teammates all year long. And my last few hires, I found them all on LinkedIn Jobs. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 690 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined into one simple screen. Identify strong candidates with their efficient rating system to help quickly get your job in front of more qualified candidates. And now you can do this all from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash gold digger. Again, that's linkedin.com slash gold digger to get $50 off your first job post terms and conditions apply. So why do I think social media is the best form of advertising? Well, there are four main reasons why number one, it's available at the tap of a finger. Chances are you're listening to this podcast on your phone or your computer and you might just have social media pulled up at the same time. Social media is available at the tap of a finger and that is so incredible. Number two is it means a $0 ad budget. Guys, I have had a six-figure photography business for over four years, and I have not invested a single penny into advertising because I have learned how to leverage social media for booking clients. And not just any clients, but my dream clients. Number three is that it builds no like, and trust. If you have any background in marketing, you know how important this is. Having people know who you are and then start to like you and trust you is the most powerful thing you can have in your back pocket. And number four is social media is my voice, my terms, and my images. I am in control of the content. I am the creator and the curator, and that is stinking beautiful. You get to take potential clients on a journey, and you are in control of what that journey can look and feel like. So interesting thinking of how different the internet was even just a few years ago. I still wholeheartedly agree that social media is the best free form of advertising and that it's an important piece of the marketing puzzle, but I don't necessarily think it's a place to make the sale. Social media, it should be our introduction, the handshake, the place that you show up and let people know what they can expect from you and feel connected to you. It's a place where you catch their interest and allow them the chance to get to know you, but I don't totally think it's the best place to sell your product or to push your service. Here's why. We don't control social media. In fact, I don't know if any of you have watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, but oh my gosh, it is a doozy. And it's also a reason I logged off for a full week to really think about the role social media plays in our lives and our businesses. And Trust me, I get it. I am one of the people who uses it for paid ads and to get in front of my dream clients. So I'm wrestling with what that should look like and how to best serve and make an impact on the world and how I want to show up on the platforms. So that's a very long winded way of saying, yes, social media is a huge part of your business and your strategy. But if it's the only place you plan to sell, then I'd highly encourage you to focus some attention and energy on building something that you do have control over, whether it's a website or a blog. And you know, I cannot end this thought without at least talking about email lists, but that's where I think you get the best results for your efforts. Instagram, it is powerful, 100%, but it's just one spoke of your wheel of marketing. Too many people are putting so much time and effort into social media and using vanity metrics to track their progress without really understanding what is driving real results for them or what's moving the needle closer to their bigger goals. If I had to choose between my email list or my social following Even though my email list is like one fourth of the size of my social following, I would hands down choose it over and over and over again. In fact, the other day I was exploring what it would look like to just pull back on social media and how it could impact my business. And I asked one of my dearest friends who runs a super successful online business who has posted far less frequently this year if it's impacted her business. And she said, Nope, we're still hitting our numbers. If we weren't, I'd certainly be posting more. But right now, email is fueling my. My business and I feel like I'm serving my clients and subscribers well in that way. I think of it this way. Visualize a wagon wheel with multiple spokes all pointing to the center. The center is getting people onto your email list. Now each spoke should be a piece of your marketing strategy. It could be Facebook, Instagram, a podcast or YouTube channel, Pinterest, etc. All of these spokes aim to serve and show up for your person and to get them onto your email list. While you might have one or two spokes that do the majority of the work for you, the ultimate goal is to get people onto your list where you can serve them and eventually sell to them. The 2020 me thinks that each of us should have two main goals or priorities as an entrepreneur. One, show up on social media. Number two, invite people onto your email list so that you can serve them well, aka getting them off of the platforms that you can't control to get them onto an email list where you can serve them and then eventually sell to them. This is all to say, I still think social is important, but there are other means and assets that I think are more important. In fact, I hesitated in recording about this topic because to be honest, I'm feeling more disconnected from social media. The climate of this year has been challenging online and at a time where there are so, so many important social issues, a presidential election, and a lot of universal hardship, it's just hard to know how to show up well and where social media plays a role in all of it. It has definitely been used for good to spread messages and awareness and to educate. And it's also put a lot of things into perspective. I'm still navigating how I feel about it all and what that shift will look like for me, but I think we're entering a season of life where we need to get super honest with ourselves about our user habits and how social media makes us feel, how we're contributing, and what really matters. For me right now, I want to focus on living my life offline in the most full way and only sharing when I feel inspired or excited to, not because I feel obligated to. So, one of the biggest misconceptions is that I share everything. People will come up to me and they won't even ask me about my life because they assume what they see on social media is everything. But here's the truth. I share just enough to make you feel connected to me, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you and I were to sit down over happy hour drinks or margarita or coffee, I would tell you so much more that you probably had no idea about. I'm actually a very private person, and I covet my time with my family and my friends so deeply. You probably will never see a lot of that on social media. But what I do share is my heart, and that heart is what is connecting people to me so that they feel like they know me, like we are friends. I want to help you find what your mac and cheese is. Now, here's my joke. My friend Katie of Cottage Hill Magazine, she said, Jenna, your goal in life should be to help people find their mac and cheese. What does that mean? Well, I started sharing my love for mac and cheese and I kid you not guys, I get tagged in probably 20 macaroni and cheese things a day. I bet you after listening to this podcast, you will never walk through the grocery store and see the aisle of mac and cheese without thinking of me. I get sent mac and cheese in the mail. I order it at restaurants all the time. I get tagged when there is mac and cheese fests all over the world, which, by the way, I still need to go to one of these. But I want to help you find your mac and cheese. I want to help you find what is memorable in clients' eyes that will never let them forget about you, whether it's walking through the grocery store or hanging out online. So what if you use social media as a place for real connection? What if you stopped playing it safe? Stop trying to be Nutella and make everyone happy? What if we stopped letting our titles define us and got back to the things that set us apart beyond the work that we produce? What if your social media didn't just share your client stories, it shared your story in a real and raw and authentic way? Here's what I truly believe. You cannot expect your clients to invite you into their precious moments and to win their business without inviting them into your life first. I'm honestly a little surprised that even when I started this, I admitted that I am more private than people assume. And years later, I think I'm even more so. Motherhood really made me think more critically about what I'm sharing and how my daughter is being shared on the internet. And trust me when I say I've grappled with how to share our joy and our miracle and our real lives with the world while respecting her and her own story. And I really do not have the answers there. I've certainly overshared at times and regretted it. And I feel like the older I get, the more private I become. That isn't to say that I don't share real things. I just don't share everything. And I think you can connect with people without seeing their entire lives being lived out And my hope for connection is still so strong, especially in this era where we're so disconnected from others. But finding that balance between sharing enough and keeping it real while also being mindful of the fact that the Internet doesn't need to see everything, it's complex and it's tricky. The biggest thing I feel I've always done since day one is shared stories that matter. I don't share every aspect of our lives. In fact, I feel like the internet sees maybe one or 2% of our world, but I do share stories that matter to me. Moments that made me pause, experiences where I gleaned something or felt alive. I learned through stories and I teach through stories. And so there's something that definitely hasn't changed. And it's allowed me to connect with people like you through our shared experiences or the places that we desire to go together. Now, is mac and cheese still important to me as it was when I first recorded this episode? I'm literally laughing because I seldom eat it, but I still thoroughly enjoy it. I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite foods. And three years ago, I went gluten-free during our pregnancy journey. And so that changed my love of cheesy carbs. And while I found some great gluten-free alternatives, I'm definitely more of a once a month mac and cheese girl versus once a week, though Coco does love it. And I always sneak a noodle or two of her Annie's. The funny thing, though, about mac and cheese is it's still a very valuable teaching tool. The thing I did early on without even realizing it was I connected myself with memorable things outside of the services I offered. Therefore, people wouldn't only think of me when someone would say, I need a wedding photographer in Wisconsin. They'd think of me when they were strolling down the aisle at the grocery store or cooking up some craft. Looking back, it was super smart to share those other aspects of my life, things I could have easily written off as boring or basic because they helped me connect with others and gave me something other than just what I do to be remembered by. I am still the same girl that loves puppies and yoga pants and mac and cheese. I've just changed and grown, and I think that's what we all hope to do. But here's where I want us to land today. I want to be your permission grantor. I want for you to grant yourself the permission to feel free to share yourself and your life in a meaningful way on social media. Success is something that we generally see within others, but it is a title that we give others first and ourselves last. And I want to tell you that wherever you are at in this moment, wherever you are listening to these words, you are a success. Success is going to look different for everyone across the board. It's going to look different in every person's lives. And so I want for you to give yourself that title because here's what success isn't to me. Success isn't how many followers you have or how many jobs you book or how much money you make. Success is owning your story and using it to connect authentically. It is living out your why every single day And it is being free to be exactly who you are. You are more than the number of followers you have. Please understand that. You are worthy of true connection in the real and not in the perfect. You are more than what you do. Show that to the world. And you are unique and have special gifts that only you possess. I still want to be your permission grantor if you need one, but I want for you to define success for yourself. I want to enrich your life in a way that makes you pursue your wildest dreams to live a life that feels like peace. I also want to encourage you to really ask yourself those hard questions that will allow you to determine what success looks like for you, for you alone. Not that I should be a mirror for what you should want, but that I reflect just a touch of what is possible for you or what is waiting for you. Since that first episode, I feel like I've been on this crusade, this journey of defining and redefining success, and it's looked different in different seasons, from aiming for six figures to transitioning out of wedding photography to paying off debt to starting a family to actually taking time away from the business. The seven-figure mark, wanting a seat at certain tables, it's evolved as I have evolved and continues to shift as I continue to ask myself those hard questions and pursue different priorities in different seasons. When I think of the word authentic, I think of how that word has shifted for me over the years. To me, it's showing up truthfully. It always has been and it always will be that. But in terms of trends on the internet and the way the word has held different meanings over time, I feel like I just want to show up as my truest self. We often put the words authentic and relatable together, and I can say without hesitation that I was far more relatable at the beginning of this show. Perhaps my life now is aspirational to you, or maybe it's an example of something you'd never want. Remember, we define success for ourselves. Now, authentic also doesn't mean that we air our dirty laundry on the internet or show up in every second, both the good and the bad. It also doesn't mean that we have to always try and keep it real and relatable. It just needs to be a true reflection of who we are, where we are. I will always speak my truth and do my best to show up just as I am when I have the answers and when I don't. When I've arrived at an explanation and when I'm in the messy middle, to me, that is what authenticity is. Two lessons are still important to me living out your why every single day, and the fact that you are more than your followers. The internet era we live in can make us think that our worth is wrapped up in numbers, but let's tie our efforts online to real, honest connections and real results. While we boldly live out our legacies, define success for ourselves, show up authentically, and as our why evolves as life gives us new experiences, new dreams, new purposes, and new hopes. There you have it. Episode number one, updated to fit the episode number 400 version of myself in the Gold Digger podcast. So much of what I teach has stayed the same at its core, but it's not surprising that my view of legacy, social media, privacy, and authenticity has evolved as my life and business have changed too. And I have to say, despite the audio being a little less clear than it is now, I am so proud to look back on that starting line. If there's anything you take away from episode 400 of the Gold Digger podcast, it's says starting before every detail is ready is the only way you can build something to look back and reflect on. You can only reach episode 400, whatever that means for you, if you start with episode one. So, gold diggers, this is your permission to show up as your imperfect, authentic self without any more hesitation. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this community. Now it is time for you to head out and start digging your biggest goals. Thank you for listening to episode 400 of the Gold Digger Podcast. I can't believe it. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast